0: Welcome to this special episode of the Eclectic Readers Podcast. I'm Jeanette, and today I'm thrilled to be sitting down with New York Times bestselling author Jasmine Guillory. Her books include The Wedding Date, The Proposal, The Wedding Party, Royal Holiday, and her newest book, Party of Two, which is out now. Welcome to the show, Jasmine. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited you're here. Now, we like to start with some getting-to-know-you questions before we dig in a little into the book. So the first one is what's your favorite book trope?
1: My favorite book trope is fake dating, which is probably why I wrote my first book about a fake dating (laughs) relationship.
0: (laughs) It's my favorite too. It's one of the things that drew me to this series. (laughs) Um, what book do you wish you could read again for the first time?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Um, uh, the Glass Hotel by Emily St. John Mandel. Um, she also wrote um why am I blanking on the name? Oh, Station Eleven, <laughs> a book about a pandemic,
0: <laughs> which yes. is not a book I
1: recommend anyone to read right now. It's a wonderful book, but it's, you know, terrifying since we're in the middle of it. But <laughs> The Glass Hotel is her most recent book. It came out uh, a few months ago. Um, and it was just I loved it. Like I read that whole book in one spell swoop um and i would that is like one of those great reading experiences that i would love to read again for the first time oh
0: that sounds awesome on the list for me <laughs>
1: <laughs> now
0: this is an important question because we know how important dessert is to all of our characters in the series yeah. what's your favorite dessert
1: i mean that is an impossible to answer question <laughs> i love many different desserts but It depends on my mood and the time of year and what the occasion is um, for what the favorite dessert is. I think right now, um, at this time of year, in the summer, I love all of the stone fruit that is out in the markets right now, like peaches and nectarines, cherries are some of my favorites. And I also love berries, like blackberries, which will be really at their height like in a month or so. Um, so I love to make a pie with like nectarines or peaches, um, and that's sort of perfect this time of year. So that would be my favorite probably right now, but in a few months I would have a very different answer. that's fair. <laughs> you,
0: you can't limit yourself to just one.
1: I mean, exactly. exactly. that wouldn't be fair.
0: <laughs> um, so talk a little bit more about the writing and your new book. Um, you've published five books since 2018. How do you do it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, you know the the books all came out a lot faster than I actually wrote them, so that is uh, that has also been helpful That I had kind of a lead time, um especially on the first two books um but the the publishing process over the past few years has definitely been. Kind of like a roller coaster. You know, I've just sort of been thrown right in, and there's been a lot going on, but it's all been a lot of it has just been really fun. And it's been fun to write books and then also get new ideas and get to meet readers and talk to people about, you know, what's going on in their lives and what has resonated with them about my books. Um, Those things have given me ideas for new books. So that's always a lot of fun.
0: That's awesome. So, what drew you to write in the romance genre to begin with?
1: Um, You know, I was reading a lot of romance and I just found it so fun to read. Um, You know, there's so much that you can do with a romance because when people are coming together and learning about one another and starting a new relationship, they're also finding out so much about each other's backgrounds and the world. And there's so many different ways that people can write romances, so many different things you can talk about in the midst of that. And so that was really exciting for me to think about all of the different ways that I could write a romance that I've seen other people write them. And so it was just once I started writing romance, I just had so much fun with it that I couldn't wait to write every day. And that just really told me that I was doing something that um, that I was meant to do.
0: Yeah, I think that fun, like, I think it comes out in the books, because I had so much fun reading your books. i I binged the whole series in a week.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: Um, so, um, which of your books couples was the most fun to write?
1: Oh gosh. You know, it really, I think that it really varies. Um, when I think about that, like I love, I mean, every book is really different, right? Like the wedding day was my, the, the first romance that I wrote. Um, that was really fun because I was just kind of discovering how much I loved doing it. So I really loved Alexa and Drew for that. The proposal I wrote, you know, I I had a very different kind of um, thought process going into the proposal than I did into the wedding date. So that was interesting, especially since those two characters were very different from the characters in the first book. So it was, that was really, you know, when I wrote that, it was really to see like, can I do this again? Will I have fun with it again? Yes, I will. Um, (laughs) How could you not have fun with them? Yeah. (laughs) so that was exciting and then you know every book has been really different right like when I wrote The Wedding Party i had had that the idea for that book since I wrote The Wedding Date like The Wedding Party starts with a scene that happens in The Wedding Date and when I wrote that scene in The Wedding Date it is when um, Theo who is one of Alexa's friends from The Wedding Date it's his birthday party Alexa goes and she brings along her best friend Maddie And when Theo and Maddie first interact in the wedding date, I remember writing that scene and thinking, oh, these two are going to hook up later tonight. (laughs) And so then I got to write that book where that happened. Um, So that was a lot of fun. And then... You know, when I wrote Royal Holiday, it was just a delight to be able to, like, write a book kind of set in the middle of the royals. Um, it felt like a little bit of a dream to get to write that book. It was a kind of wild idea. And I loved that my editor was so into it and that people really got into it. And then Writing Party of Two, I, you know, Olivia the main character in party of two is Alexa's sister from the wedding date. And so it was really great to get to revisit her character as a main character and see her through her own eyes as opposed to someone else's eyes. Um, and then I've always loved politics. I used to work in politics a long time ago. and so it, it was really fun to get to write a senator character and see, you know what that background was and some of the fun and not so glamorous parts of that kind of world, and then see the two of them come together. So I really enjoyed different parts of writing all of my books.
0: Man, this this is so much fun to like, just hear how they all came together. Um, Now the meet, the like, you know, the meet cute is such like an important part of romances and your meetings are so adorable. How do you come up with these scenarios where these couples meet, they come together?
1: Um, you know, I always just sort of have, I kind of brainstorm things or I think about things during the course of like writing other books or just living life and make little notes. And so I had always thought it would be fun to have this kind of, you know, in Party of Two, Olivia and Max, me at a hotel bar. Um, Neither of them is, is particularly honest with the other about their background. And then they meet again three weeks later, and they're like, you're not, and also you're not. So that I kind of loved, Um, but they, but they're both amused by each other, which I appreciate, you know, which I wanted. I didn't want it to be like a big secret, but more, you know, oh, well, we both, we both weren't quite telling the truth about ourselves. Um, So, so I loved that, you know, writing that part and having them each enjoy that and find that funny to, to one another.
0: Oh, yeah. And it's it was definitely a lot of fun to read. And of course, um, it's out now. Um, Congrats. Thank you. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about it. Can you just give our listeners a quick pitch?
1: Yeah. Um, So Olivia Monroe is a lawyer. She's just moved to L.A. to start her own law firm with one of her friends. And she meets Max at a hotel bar. Um, she's had a long day of work, and they strike up a conversation um and Then she, when she gets back to her hotel room later that night, turns on the news and realizes that the guy that she's been chatting with is a senator uh from california <laughs> uh, and, and so then they run into each other again three weeks later. And he has been thinking about her the whole time and is excited to finally see her again. And then he starts pursuing her after that and they start a relationship.
0: And, and it's such a great book because, as you mentioned, we meet Olivia um, in the wedding date and then we see her again um, once or twice throughout the series. And all these novels are interconnected in what I'm starting to call in my head, like the Guillory Cinematic Universe. (laughs) um, Did you know from the beginning that you were going to create this, that you were going to come back to Olivia? I mean, you mentioned Theo and Maddie, and I definitely saw sparks there when I was reading that book. But where did that idea start?
1: You know, as soon as I wrote the character of Olivia, I really enjoyed writing her, and I had a kind of small germ of an idea that like maybe Olivia, I could see Olivia kind of dating a a politician, but I wrote that down, you know, five years ago when I was working on the wedding date and then didn't really come back to it until at some point last year when I was really starting to figure out what was going to be next. Um, and I knew I wanted to write about Olivia. And so I thought could that could that idea really work? And I ran it past my agent and editor, and they loved the idea. And so I just sort of dove in, and I I had so much fun writing this character of Olivia and developing her more and figuring out, you know, why did she move back to California? Um, what what prompted that move? is she into this idea of dating the politician? Not really. And so, you know, what in her background makes her a little hesitant about this? So that was really fun to kind of think through Olivia and her character and why she is who she is.
0: Yeah, And I love that about it because she's definitely, we see her from her sister's perspective the first time we meet her. And it's definitely a different experience being in her head.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I had to kind of think through, you know, it, it is always interesting for me when I'm writing a character that I have first only written from someone, you know, see, someone else seeing them. And so now I have to think, what, what are their characteristics that didn't come through when someone else saw them? How does the way that other people see them play a role in their lives? Um, so those are also like big things for me to think about as I'm writing.
0: And what other ways does this book differ from the previous novels?
1: Um, You know, one of the, I think, real differences in this book is Max and Olivia very purposefully start a relationship with one another. And in um, a number of my other books, the characters kind of fell into a relationship accidentally and didn't really talk about it until they had to come to a decision. Whereas in this one, you know, Max has a pretty high profile job. He is not going to let someone uh, get into a relationship with him without making sure that they know, you know, what that entails. And so he wants to really do this on purpose um, and not, and has a conversation with Olivia early on about that. And so that was something that I really had to think through, like, what is the pattern of their relationship? How do they How do they move through this? How do they make all of these decisions along the way? Um, So that was different for me and a a different structure and and fun to write.
0: That's so interesting. Um, Now, I know you've talked a lot about the importance of representation and your characters having conversations about their identities. And you've said that it doesn't need to be a big sit down every time, but how do you balance those two things? I mean, that's a very emotional part of yourself are these based on real
1: conversations? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, not, you know, the conversations themselves aren't really based on specific conversations, but more the the way that the conversations happen. You know, I've had throughout my life so many conversations about race and representation and identity with friends, um, with partners. And, are, you know, those are all things that come up in the as we're doing something else you know you're watching tv together and something sparks an idea and someone says you know have you ever gone through this or um as you're driving down the street you see something and it reminds you of a story in your past that you start talking about and so those are the ways that conversations have always happened in my life um and i wanted to make them feel real to the reader and to people who have had conversations like that. Like they aren't always, you know, we have to like schedule a time when we're going to sit down and like talk about race for two hours. Um, (laughs) It's more that as we're talking about other things, these facts and details and, and experiences come out as, as we're sharing about each other in our lives.
0: Yeah. I think, I just, I think that comes across so well in the books that they're, they remind me of conversations i've had with friends and i i thought that's so interesting that they feel real but you're right they don't feel like big two-hour scheduled (laughs)
1: moments (laughs) (laughs) i'm so glad thank you very much
0: yeah um all your characters also are not just engaged in but they're very accomplished in their professional lives why is that important to you that readers see this professional side of them
1: you know, I, you know, when I start thinking about characters, I think about people I know, people I look up to, people I've met in my life and, you know, what is their background? What do, what do they care about? What are their jobs and what are they passionate about? And often they're passionate about, you know, their communities, their jobs, their families, their relationships. And so I want that passion to come through in the books. Um, and so you know, often their accomplishments are things that they've worked really hard for their whole lives, and I want people to see that hard work, um, but also see why they've worked that hard. Like, what are the things that have tried to hold them back? What have they pushed against? Um, what have they wanted to do and not quite made it to yet? And and all of that stuff. I I find it really. I mean, I think about that when I'm writing a character, and so I want it to come through as someone reading.
0: Yeah, it definitely makes them feel more real. They're fuller characters. Um, um, Do you have any other projects in the works that you can tell us about?
1: Um, Nothing that I'm ready to talk about just yet. I think, you know, when I'm working on something, I tend to hold it really close um, until until I feel comfortable that I have, like, something that I'm ready to tell the world about. So I'm not quite ready yet, but I think, Sometimes, especially right now when life is so overwhelming and different, um, I'm just trying to work on things that bring me joy because so much of the world is, is hard. And so hopefully whatever I do next will both bring me joy and bring joy to other people.
0: Well, your books are definitely bringing me some joy right now. Oh, yes, yes. One thing we like to ask um, authors who come on the show is we like to ask, what is your eclectic pick? And that's in a book that you love that maybe hasn't gotten as much attention as you wished, or it's a weird book that you love. So what would be your eclectic pick?
1: Oh, let's see. That's an interesting question. Um, So I have been, one of the things that I have been reading a lot of during this whole pandemic time is i've been reading a lot of middle grade fiction um i think because it has really it's it's very engaging like it pulls you in right away because it's you know the the people that those books are right for are like 10 to 12 year olds right they have shorter tens spans right now so do i And so those books are perfect for me. Um, And so a book that I read recently that I just loved is called From the Desk of Zoe Washington. It's a book about a girl, I think she's 12. um, And she finds out that her father, uh, who is in prison, has been writing to her. And because she accidentally, her mom has been hiding those letters and she accidentally, accidentally finds one. And she starts writing back to him. And so it is the story of their letters back and forth to one another, how she finds out what he did to land him in prison. Um, but then also in the midst of that, I mean, that kind of sounds like a depressing story, but it's really joyful. You know, she's also like, she loves baking. And so she's trying to get herself on a TV show about kids baking. And so it interweaves those two stories really wonderfully. And it's about Family and friendship and love and baked goods and all of my favorite things. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, Um, I I loved it. So where can our listeners find you on social media? Um, They can find me on Twitter at The Best Jasmine. um, And I'm on Instagram at Jasmine Picks. Awesome. Well, thank you again so
0: much for chatting with us today, Jasmine. And uh, thank you to all you eclectic readers for listening. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's been so awesome. So check out our show notes for links to Jasmine's books and find us on Instagram and Litzy at Eclectic Readers or on Twitter at Eclectic Read Pod. Listen to past episodes on our website, eclecticreaders.fireside.fm, or subscribe to us in your favorite podcatcher and you will never miss an episode. So with that, thank you again, Jasmine, and let's shelve this until next time.
1: Thank you.